I'm Maisie. I'm Shania. I'm Jeremiah. And this is our, our voice. voice. Seamless. Adults work hard to create a better future for the next generation, but do they ever actually stop to ask the next generation what kind of future they want? This podcast takes the time to find out by asking some of the big questions and debating some of the serious and some not so serious issues. Today we are going going to discuss if we should share our vaccines, but first I need to introduce our teacher, Mr. Long. Hello. As the students mentioned, we are going to be discussing sharing vaccines today. But before we get going, that how are we all this week? How are we feeling? Good. Meh. Why meh? I don't know. I just don't feel happy and I don't feel sad, so I'm meh. Okay. That's not all. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> we all pretend. No, we don't pretend. Never pretend. Um, oh, most... all right. Yeah. <laughs> It's most, fine. most most importantly, um, what did you have for tea last night? Jollof rice. I had my favourite food, pasta, plain pasta Not with plain normal pasta cheese. With cheese. Not plain pasta with cheese. Gemma? I had eba ati egusi. What's that? It's basically like cassava flakes, and then you mix it with hot water, and then you eat it with the egusi. What's that? It's a soup that has oh, nice. spinach inside Ooh, and they have smoked turkey. Oh, it's oh, good. Nice. Is it good? Yeah, so very good. My you bring some in for me? My favourite soup. Fantastic. You know what? There was a class that used to bring me in a lot of jollof rice. Oh, jollof just, rice. Just saying if you if you wanted to. <laughs> feel, feel free. You're not going to ask me what I have for my tea. It's very rude. What did you have for your tea? Do you know what I had? I had leeks and a romesco sauce. Ooh, delightful. Just leeks and a spicy tomato sauce. Oh. Delightful. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> okay. okay. Did you actually just eat leeks? Just eat leeks. So what are leeks? <laughs> what are leeks? They are a root vegetable. No, sir. They're things that, that um, happen in a boat. <sighs> She's not wrong, Jeremiah. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, they do that joke, don't they? Yeah. It is one of my favourite jokes. Hide it around your house and scream at your parents that there's a leak in the bathroom. They'll find that hilarious. So, yeah, that's what I had for tea. Thank you for asking. It's always nice. So, what's happened in the world this week? Now, I would say that we actually recorded our vaccine chat last week. And we're recording the introduction today by the wonders of technology. Because we've got used to how things are working and and the format. So this week, vaccines we'll be talking about 27th of April, but we're into May now. Did you all enjoy the long weekend? Yes. No. Why not? I was bored. You were bored? I actually read three books in a day. It doesn't sound like you're bored. That sounds brilliant. That sounds fantastic. That only happens when I'm bored. Oh, that's good. See, all children have discovered they don't hate school as much as they thought, do they? Jeremiah, what did you get up to? Anything exciting? No, I just went to church. Church is good. Church is always good. 
I guess you can ask me what I did. What, what did, did you, you do? do? Thank you. Do you know what? On Monday, I went for a walk with me and myself and Mr. Worthington. It was a four and a half hour walk. Wow. I know. Four. Yep. And we slightly Echo. misjudged the weather. And we went up a mountain and it was minus 10 wind chill when it was snowing. What? I know. So. Where do you find mountains so is that in Manchester? That's a fantastic question. We went to the Lake District, where there is Fairfield Peak. Did you drive there, or did you actually walk there? No, we drove there. That's an hour and a half drive. We did drive there. Why? Why would you do that for a walk? Well, we thought it. Well, I thought it would be funny, and judging by Mr. Worthington's, not funny. I thought it'd be fun, but judging by Mr. Worthington's face three hours into the walk, I don't think he thought it was fun. I don't think he was too impressed. What was his face like? I couldn't really see it because it was covered in like a hat and a waterproof and he was shielding his hand from the icy snow that was blasting into his face. Wow, that's But I judged by his body language that he wasn't best pleased with me. So yeah, that was my Monday. So it was good. But in the world this week, we've got Ellie Goulding. She's had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're as excited as I am about that. Oh, Leanne from Little Mix, she's pregnant. Oh. Ooh. I really the like picture Little that we Mix. saw on Newsroom was like, you. Yes, that was today, and yeah, exactly. I don't really like Little Mix. Now, what about you, Jeremiah? I love Little Mix. It's the kind of like shaking your head. It's good for a radio. Um, but also, there was a three D printed house this week. We saw about the couple that have got a three D printed house. Will it just fall apart? I, I'm guessing and hoping not. It's more the way it's manufactured. Why Why would you want... I think you're thinking of the small 3D printers that we have in school. These are somewhat bigger, more industrial 3D printers. Could they print their furniture? Yeah, don't see why not. I don't know if they have, but if you can print a house now, surely you can print 3D printers. Yes, Joe. If they print their furniture, how would they print their beds? What do you mean? It would just be a plastic bed. Yeah, I don't think you can print a mattress yet, can you? No. I don't think we're at that. And I don't, I don't know what materials they're used to print, but it certainly speeds up the manufacturing process also this week um there was the united manchester united fans protesting outside the ground didn't they break in they did break in what do you think about that well it's um very surprising as they actually came out the super league so why um were they peacefully protesting Gemma, do you is know? it because of the europe Super League. Yeah, it was about that, wasn't it? And it was also just, I think, they're generally fed up with the owners who live far away and have given the club a lot of debt. But even if they're angry, does it give them a right to trespass? Yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with that or attack the police. It's not the police's fault. They attacked the police? Yes, they did. There were some injuries amongst the police. Wow. It's the owners they've got a grievance with. I think Manchester United should say should say sorry for the harm that they caused. I know the club certainly did. Yeah, they certainly have. Most of these uh, England England teams are owned by foreign people, like people from America and stuff. What's the problem with that? Some people are saying that America is turning it into a business, not a sport. Yeah, exactly. It's about being detached, isn't it, from... The real people on the ground who are the community that support these football teams. If you're over in America, you might not be able to understand. Understand, But on the other hand, they put a lot of money into the team and enabled Manchester United to buy a lot of big I think, players. 
I think football has turned more into a money-making scheme rather than just a game. They're turning it into a company just like the NBA and the NFL. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do, wasn't it? Because like in the NFL, most of the American setup, you can't have relegation. And it's the same franchise, they call it, don't they? Which is a business term. So, yeah. I mean, I completely, I think I understand why the fans are unhappy. I just don't understand the actions necessarily and who it was aimed at on that day. But yeah, they got the game postponed. Who do you support, Jeremiah? Uh, I support Juventus. Juventus? Oh. I did not see that coming. Juventus. Yeah, go for it. Why not? Why not? You can support whoever you want, Shania. Manchester United. Manchester United. Maisie? Um, I don't really care about football, but um, I would say Manchester United because that's what my dad supports. So. Oh, fair enough. So, what do you support? Well, thank you, Jeremy. I thank you for asking that very politely. I, I support Ipswich Town. What? Exactly. Who are they? Exactly. I don't think we... I, I'm not sure I need to check, but I don't think we're involved in the European Super League. But I will I will check that to make sure I'm factually Ipswich correct. Ipswich Town. Ipswich Town, yeah. It's from near where I'm from. They are in League One. Oh, so that's like not one of the big leagues. In your opinion, Shanar, I think it could be defined as one of the biggest leagues probably the toughest league I'd say and one of the hardest to get out of is what I'm discovering certainly but you know that's that's your opinion it hurts me but it's your opinion <laughs> so we'll quickly move on now I'm feeling all sad about Ipswich Town uh, today's big question is should we share our vaccines so it's one that's extremely relevant um, today none of us in here of course have had our vaccines but as I said, it's worth mentioning this discussion was recorded um, around the 27th of April. So apologies if there are any uh, errors or out-of-date information, but the sentiment is certainly still relevant and the opinions that are in this room are certainly still relevant. Okay, so guys, let's get straight into it. Before we start looking at whether we should share our vaccines, first we need to really make sure we have a grasp of what a vaccine actually is. So before I tell you, or maybe I won't need to tell you, what, what is your understanding of what a vaccine is? Shania, go for it. Um, a vaccine is, is um, a type of jab that you get to cure um, a disease and to get immunity from a disease. It usually has a little bit of the disease inside of it, so, and then you, then you get that jab into you and then you are you have immunity. So you're right in that it creates immunity. So what it does, and actually the COVID vaccine is more one of the new styles of vaccine. So the old style, it really was about putting, in simple terms, a little bit of the virus into you. And your body would fight off that little bit. And so next time you had it, you'd be able to fight it off again. Okay, the new ones, actually rather than necessarily putting a little bit of the virus in, they give your body the instructions on how to create those antibodies, okay, or those antigens it is to fight against COVID-19. So if I get the vaccine, my body's then ready to fight it off if I get COVID-19. So it gives you this immunity, so you're better, you're better prepared. So that's going out now. Um, well, on that, how do you think it's going in this country? How do you think we're doing, Jeremiah? It's doing really good because already 46 point Three million people have been vaccinated. Yeah, oh, fantastic. How many people are there in England? Do you know that? 
Yeah, so 2018, the population was 55.98 million. Just to follow up on Jeremiah's first dose, 33 million. Second dose, 13 million as of the 27th of April. Um, I think we could do better with the vaccine. I think that we could give it to more people because some people, like my family and I, we feel that the vaccine isn't really, they aren't really advertising it that well. They aren't really getting the grip, showing people how good it is. Because as we know, it isn't guaranteed safety like all of the vaccines. We have, you say it isn't guaranteed safety. Yes, we don't have guaranteed safety. It is right now in testing. So um, they can't, so we're basically being used to get tested to see if it's right or wrong. Uh, I would say that, that it has gone through the normal levels of testing. And actually I would push back maybe and say one of the reasons they were able to create it so quickly and when I've done some reading about this is actually because they haven't shortened the testing. What they've shortened is the begging for money and the begging for funding because sometimes they do one stage and then it takes years to get the money to fund it. But just this time, of course, everybody was interested in COVID, weren't they, in solving the problem. So the money was there available. But certainly, we've seen that there are a few issues, and yeah, there are finding things out constantly. That there's some things that must take time to test. So at the moment, today was it yesterday? I think they announced it's available to anybody over 42. That's quite big news, certainly. Do you know how we compare to other countries? Um, we are doing well compared to other countries right now. Um, it's us and America that are doing the best. The chart I've got here. So at the moment, I've got the, this is the percentage of population. It's not the amount of vaccine, because of course countries have different, different population sizes. So we've got United Kingdom in second place, United States and Chile looking about joint third, but up the top we've got Israel. Um, so Israel have done a fantastic job and they're even starting to claim that there's herd immunity. What does that mean? It's when the people around you can't get it and you can't get it. Yeah, so it's so many people are immune that you're getting to the point where it's almost impossible to come across someone that's not immune. Okay, and so the spread will just start to slow down, not necessarily stop, but it's that R number, isn't it? Getting that down. So if you, you're infected with it, you're getting to a point where you're almost infecting nobody else because they all the people you come into contact with have immunity. So we th I think we all agree here that we're doing quite well. Yeah, there's room for improvement. But what's happening in mainland Europe at the moment? Oh, um, they've uh, been doing tougher lockdowns. Yeah, exactly. And what are we doing at the moment? We're trying to ease our lockdown and they finished it a couple of months ago. Exactly. We're looking forward and we're looking positive, aren't we? So before we look at should we share them, where are they coming from? How are we getting them? Places like Oxford are getting their best scientists and doctors to make the vaccine. Do you know, so Oxford University, do you know who they are partnered with to make it? Do you remember what it's called? AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca, yes. Yeah. So we've got the Oxford AstraZeneca jab. What other ones? There's two others. So the Oxford AstraZeneca jab is the one that we ordered quite a lot of straight away. So that's the majority of them. But now we have also one from Moderna and a Pfizer jab. So there's three different types. So there will probably come a point where we've got some vaccines left over. How would we go about sharing vaccines? What's the route that's being explored by most countries? Um, the COVAX sharing scheme. The COVAX sharing scheme. Tell me more about that. 
Um, it's a scheme that uh, aims to ensure vaccines are shared um, fairly among all of the nations. Yeah, so a lot of countries have signed up to it, haven't they? Committed to sending money and also spare vaccines that they might have. So that does bring us to the main question today, in that should we share our vaccines? So first of all, let's start thinking about maybe the easier answer. Why should we share them? Okay, so if we were going to share them right this minute, why should we start sharing them? Um, first of all, because it will help us um, slow down the uh, spread of the coronavirus and it will help other countries. So when we're allowed to um, go I'll and... just stop you there. Help us spread, slow down the spread. But we're saying get rid of them. Send them to other countries. So how's that going to help us in this country? Um, because when we uh, go on holiday and also when we um, travel, uh, we will be safer and we will, can ensure safety. Oh, right, so you're hoping to go on holiday this year, are you? Is that what, is that what it's about? Share them so we can go on holiday. Yeah. Why else, though, might it help us in this country to give it to other countries, even instead of maybe some of our citizens, yes? Um, because if we give it to the other countries, then... Like Mizi said, then we would have, um, when people want to come to our country, we would be in less of um, uh, less of any hazard because when they're coming to our country, we need to make sure that they're safe. And if we give the vaccine to their country, they're coming in with a vaccine and we have, the va- we have a vaccine too, so we'd be all safe. I think that's interesting to think about, yeah, because actually... I know there are rules brought in about coming from other countries, but it does seem that our borders have actually never fully, fully closed. And there are still, I know at one point through Heathrow, there were still 10,000 people coming through a day. And so, yeah, that would definitely help us. Can anyone think of another reason? What are we trying to avoid getting? Don't say Corona or COVID. Um, war. War. We don't want war. That's true. You're not wrong there. Because we will um, fight um, for the vaccines and then it will go into a hole. Right, so you're saying one of the reasons we should share it is to avoid a big vaccine war. I mean, let's hope it doesn't get to that. But what are we trying to avoid getting from these other countries? Or avoid giving to these other countries? Different, different variants of coronavirus. Exactly, yeah. What, what's, what's the problem with different variants? Why do we want to ensure that these variants don't spread? Because the variants are more dangerous than normal COVID and the variants could be more deadly. Yeah, I think that's the key thing, could be. Because actually there are many, many variants that they discover. And some of the variants are absolutely fine. Okay, but yes, yeah, some of them have spread more easily, certainly. And that's been an issue. Um, some, uh, most, some of the ba- vaccines may not be able to um, fight against them. Yeah, so that's certainly um, an issue, isn't it? That's the big worry of everyone, is that suddenly there's a variant that is doesn't the vaccine doesn't work on and that's not what I want to hear and so yeah that's one reason if we start sharing our vaccines then we start getting everyone immune stop the spread there's less likely for a new variant to be created if we stop the spread around the world we aren't really prepared as England as a whole we aren't really prepared for um, any new variants because we only used to COVID-19 I think that some scientists might disagree with you because there are scientists who are constantly working now so when you know when we do these tests you may not have done the test and they're analyzed at the lab if there are new variants they're instantly onto it 
and trying to understand the makeup of these variants and to create vaccines for these variants. So I would say there's certainly people out there trying to prepare for it. Whether we're doing enough to stop the variants coming to the country is certainly another question. Um, I also think that if we do have all these vaccines for, for these variants, then we should give it to the countries that have the variants because then that can stop them coming to our country with a new variant. How are we going to find out a variant if it's not already here? How do you think they're doing that? Um, maybe through um, other scientists or the Absolutely, news. Yeah, they do. Like with the flu, apparently I've learned they meet up every year to discuss the flu and what it's looking like this year and how they're going to create the flu jab. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to share information around the world, hasn't we? We've got to remember in all of this, there was a variant that started in our country called the Kent variant. So it's not about an us or them thing at all. Okay, and we had to share that information with other countries in the same way that we wanted to hear about the South African variant or the Brazilian variant or any future variant. And the thing about the vaccine as well is people keep on saying that there's side effects to it when the side effects really aren't serious. Yeah, so you're talking about an issue of vaccine take-up, aren't you? Uh, what I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but we love tangents. What, um, what was one of the big side effects that people have talked about, Jeremiah? That their muscles are getting uh, stiff and they, they're, feel, they're feeling hot. Yeah. yeah, does that worry you? No. No, but to be honest, it doesn't worry me. I'm willing to accept that risk. That's a level of risk I'm willing to accept. Has there been any other um, side effects? I think high temperature. Okay, yeah. Anything we might consider a bit more serious? Blood clots. Yeah, so we've heard about this blood clots. What do we think about that? Would that put you off getting a vaccine if there was a risk of getting a blood clot? Well, no, because um, first of all, uh, there's a, probably a very low chance of you getting a blood clot. And I would rather um, be safe than... Um, like risking people's lives um, on a tiny, tiny chance of getting a blood clot. Yeah, and one interesting fact is that you're more likely to get a similar blood clot having had corona, having had COVID-19. I've just released that study. So actually, you're less likely to get the blood clot if you have the vaccine as compared to if you didn't have the vaccine and then caught um, COVID-19. And also, side effects... Some side effects only last for three, five to three days, so it isn't really that serious. I think um, that it is serious because, as we said in the beginning, a vaccine is supposed to give you immunity and it's supposed to keep you safe. I wouldn't feel safe going to go and get a vaccine. And I understand it's only a small percentage, but I'm gonna go get a vaccine that they don't they don't know if it's completely safe. I don't know if this has happened with the flu, but with the COVID vaccine, I should be feeling safe. I understand that if I don't take it, I might be endangering other people's lives. But if I do take it, I wouldn't want to take it because I'm gonna endanger my life instead. Okay, so that comes to another thing. And um, when you're thinking about the vaccine, is how much at risk you are if you're looking at it from your point of view. Now, there's an argument that we should take the vaccine because it stops the general spread. Absolutely. But then when you're looking at your own situation, um, what they've actually done for under 30s is that they're saying they're giving them the Moderna vaccine, which doesn't have the same risk. Because they're saying for the under 30s, 
there's no point there being any risk for them to take a vaccine because there's very little risk of them get, of um, having complications or harm from corona, from COVID. So they're actually using those ones for the younger people, which is interesting, isn't it? Whereas they're saying actually for the older people, the more vulnerable, you need to have this jab because actually the risk of you getting having, suffering from COVID is more, is greater. Um, if this Moderna is safer for under 30 year old, <laughs> Good question. Um, why wouldn't it be safe over, for, over, the, over 30 years old? It, it is, we just haven't got as many and we've only just got them. So the first one we had, the AstraZeneca, we got loads straight away and we got people vaccinated quickly. The Moderna one, I don't even know if it's arrived yet, but I may be mistaken. So I'm sure, yeah, in the beginning, if they'd had the Moderna, they would have just used that one. Um, wasn't the AstraZeneca open at the same time as the Moderna? And if so, why didn't we make mass or did we think about it before we bought it that um, the Moderna is safer than the AstraZeneca? They didn't know about the blood clot thing until it was being widely used. Some countries stopped using it and we decided, no, the risk is greater from COVID than from that. And they looked at the statistics. They also decided it's more important to get this country open. On the other hand, um, the vaccines are quite expensive. Um, and I, I know that people are um, raising money, but um, I think sometimes they should do them at a lower price because some countries are quite... I'm glad you brought us back onto topic there, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's something to think about. What about nations that can't afford it? Carry on. Um, so I think they should um, share them out... Um, like with uh, the population, um, because uh, the population is quite uh, important because if it's going to spread around the population more quickly, um, then they should be more, more protected because... What about, let's take, there's one country that has lots of vaccines, has an amazing healthcare system with plenty of oxygen, and there's another country that has a terrible healthcare system with not much oxygen. Where should those vaccines go? Should the country with a good healthcare system, loads of capacity and oxygen, keep the vaccines? Or should they give it to the country where there's less oxygen, less ventilators, less, uh, not as good healthcare system? So I think they should uh, probably split them in half. Um, but it really depends on the country because if the country has a good handle on COVID-19, mm. then they should probably give more to the poorer country. But if they don't, then uh, I would say probably split it equally. Uh, so let's say um, I've not had my vaccine yet. We've got 50 million vaccines sitting there. This is hypothetical. And we send them to another country's in trouble. How do you think I might react to that? Um, I think you would be quite um, mad because... <laughs> Because uh, you're sending the people are sending them out to another country, and um, you you um have to have your vaccine first because you're part of the nation, and the nation had the vaccines first. So yeah, and I mean actually to be honest, I might not feel mad because my risk profile from COVID is quite low. Believe it or not, I know you wouldn't believe it. I'm not that old. Um, I don't have any underlying health conditions. And if we looked at the whole world view, imagine if we actually said we're all one country. I know this is starting to sound very idealistic, but said we're all one country. 
should we not be treating the world as one country and giving it to all the old and vulnerable people in the whole country? Why do I, as a 21-year-old, need... Um, <laughs> why do I, at, at my age, need a vaccine when actually there's someone in another country who's older and more vulnerable than I am? Well, this is when, when, going back to what you said about the rich country and the poor country, and the thing is, you can have the rich country giving it to the poor country, but then the rich country will turn into the poor country, <laughs> and then we'll need someone to have our, the poor country, and it's like a cycle. That's why we need to make sure that everyone in the country first, like you said, needs to be, um, needs to be vaccinated. Politically in this country then, Shania, if Boris Johnson six months ago gave all our vaccines to a country that needed more, how do you think that would work? How do you think people would react? I don't know how people would react. I know how people would react. (laughs) (laughs) They would probably be rioting. (laughs) There probably probably would be, because that would mean not coming out of lockdown. The vaccine is one of the the reasons we're able to come out of lockdown. So I think, sadly, there just is an element of of competition of wanting to get our country sorted first. That might be to the detriment of the situation in the whole world and future lockdowns. Oh, I have a question. Go for it. Does, do people with asthma get the vaccine faster than normal people? Yes, Jeremiah. According to uh, our research, producer Marwas tells me that asthma sufferers are still in the priority groups. Why do you ask? Because most people I know have asthma and also I have asthma. Okay. So then that brings us to another issue about children getting them. Should children get the vaccine? No because we have a better immunity system than older people. Our immunity system is stronger and I think when we are, when we get older we get weaker in the immunity. <laughs> is, is, I think, is a children's immunity system not weaker? Oh, I don't know. Certainly in response to COVID I know children are less likely to suffer implications and problems. I know that's, that's certainly the case. Um, Here's a, another love hypothetical situation. So we get into September. Do we spend all our time giving vaccinations to children? Or do we spend our time giving it to the old and vulnerable to protect them from the new variant or the next strain? Because they're working on that already. Do we, if they need booster jabs, why is producer Miles looking shocked? The function of the immune system peaks at around puberty and gradually declines thereafter. Well, that's very disappointing to hear. <laughs> that, is, that, that was a shame. That was my reaction. Well, so my immunity is we definitely go. on the way down. So let's go back to that. Yeah. So we come to September. Should we give it to children, or should we be working towards a vaccine for a new variant or a new strain or booster jab, as they might call it? Um, I think that they should uh, first of all work on the children um, vaccine, and I think um, they should maybe do it a bit differently than a jab because maybe some parents might be uh, worried for their children. Um, and I think they should, they should give it uh, to the children first because, um, first of all, we need to go to school and um, we, we need to go to school and it's very important Does for it us stop to go you to, going school? to school. Because you're in school at the moment and you've not had a vaccine. Um, well, Why are you shaking your head so aggressively? Because it does stop us from going to school. Um, if you 
if you if we didn't have the vaccine and let's say we someone in the class who hasn't had the vaccine gets COVID because it starts with the child. The child is there. They have all, they have so many openings to the family members, aunties, sisters, brothers, and if they have COVID, the first thing it goes to their family, and then it, when they go to school, mm. and it says in most advertisements now that people can get COVID without even noticing it. That's a good point. Let's think about going to the family, but the families have the vaccine. Then why doesn't the kid have the vaccine? Because we're busy giving it to the, the next generation. So no, not the, the next generation. <laughs> the older generation. So that's the problem. We're focusing on the older generation. But isn't that the solution rather than the problem? So, um, I don't want to be rude, but... Be rude. Um, we're not in school. Um, I think sometimes, yes, we should focus on the older generation. But um, <laughs> the thing is... It's hard to say this, but the older generation are gonna die soon. So I don't, I don't, I don't think we should be wasting the vaccines on the older generation. No, I think I think you I'm make a, a valid point. I think you need to be careful who you define as the older generation when talking about that. <laughs> There's cool. a huge swathe of people who aren't dying soon who would be greater risk. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, goes into delicate conversation, doesn't it? There are. I have personal experience of this with a grandparent that's in a care home and she got the jab, but she still wasn't able to leave the care home. We still weren't able to see her in the care home. And yes, sadly, she's probably not got that long left. And so there was a question amongst our family and actually could that not have been used more effectively amongst someone who was maybe younger? I don't necessarily mean your age. (laughs) There's people that are living their life that need it more. But that is a, a certainly a valid argument to bring up, and you shouldn't be embarrassed to say it. You just make to make sure you don't you say it in a certain way and tread carefully. Carry on. Um, you could save a life with that vaccine, as well. So. Yeah, it's just hard though when that's your grandma. Mm. It, you, it's easy to say actually data shows maybe we do this. Data shows maybe we do should do this, but when it's your family member that's affected, it can be it can be harder certainly. And like what you said, Miss Long, about care homes, um, that's that was a kind of issue um, some time ago. Um, but they're not focusing on it these days that much. But there are still people that aren't, be able, aren't being able to see their loved ones in care homes because even though they've had the vaccine, which the government is saying is good and there's only a little chance of getting blood cut so they should be good hmm. um, they still aren't able it's to go I know it's certainly changing from personal experience I know they're able to see two people now but yeah it's not exactly giving them a great amount of freedom has it it's, it is a, a very interesting uh, interesting subject to explore I mean we have touched upon some of the negatives of sharing political ramifications I wouldn't be able to get mine but then do I need it so can you think of any other negatives wouldn't stop the spread, we'd be coming out of lockdown like we are now, would we? Certainly need to stop the spread in this country. Can you think of any other negatives of sharing our vaccine? Why shouldn't we share our vaccine? Um, well, right, because right of now, we still haven't accomplished mm-hmm. our, again, if you want a vaccine. Um, even though we had, we have so many, as you said, 100 million, and, and not everyone has it, so before we help other people let's firstly get what we need help ourselves and then what we don't have then we should give it to those people that don't have and I, th- I think that's certainly what it looks like at the moment isn't it 
is that we're getting our country done and then whatever we've got left, we're putting into this COVAT sharing scheme. So we will come just finish with some quick fire questions. I don't know if we've entirely answered the questions, but let's do that first. Jeremiah, should we share our vaccines? Yes. Should I? No. Maisie? Yes. Right, so we'll just finish with a couple of quick fire questions. And where would we like to see this over the next 10 years? What would we like to see happening? So, all together, should we continue to fund research into vaccines? Yes. No. No. I did it all together because I didn't possibly... That was a given. Why no? We shouldn't fund research into vaccines. Why not? Well, we're trying right now... I'm not just saying that because you want to argue against me, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, right now um, we're trying to, as we have been right now, we're locking out other countries. We need to sustain um, our global, um, our, our economy. Uh, yeah, our economy. We need to sustain all of that because we want. We don't want to be giving all this research. I understand. Me. I, w- I would just say we might not have much economy if none of us were vaccinated. Yeah. And we're all suffering from future. So yeah, that is something to consider. I did think that would be the one question we could all just answer together. Um, this is a different. Should people be forced to have a vaccine? Jeremiah? Yes. Maisie? Yes. Shana? No. Why shouldn't they be forced? I think this is a very interesting question. Again, some of we could talk for hours on. Because, firstly, why are we being forced into something we don't want? We don't want to do it. That's that's our right. We don't want to do it, so we're not going to do it. And also, if they are forcing us to do this vaccine, how will they force us? Will they fine us? If they're going to fine us, then we're, going, we're buying this vaccine. Why are you finding us? You're just taking money out of the people that are already poor. Why are you finding us? Okay. And then... Oh, and then you try, sh- I'm going to try not to push back on the quick questions. <laughs> it's going to be hard not to. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's it. Okay, Maisie? Um, I think people should be forced because, first of all, why would you not want to have a vaccine? And I also, um, I've seen people on the news that don't think the coronavirus is real, but I don't really get why, and um, so that's why I think, yeah. Jeremy? I think people should get it because it's saving lives and it's also reducing the virus. Should we introduce a vaccine passport? Do you know what that means? So it means if you want to go on holiday you need a passport, you have to have a vaccine. And I'll be honest with you, I think this is how they're going to force people to do it. (laughs) I think once you tell people they can't go abroad without a vaccine, I think suddenly there'll be a great uptake. So should we introduce a vaccine passport? So everyone that goes abroad must have had a vaccine. Yes, because it will be verification that they actually they actually got tested and they actually did the Good. Um, yes and no because uh, no because um, people... quick fire questions I don't know if we can have yes and no for quick fire <laughs> questions carry on Maisie. well the thing is because people might um, might make them make fake ones because because <laughs> that's what they always do people always so what you're saying is you're going to make fake ones maybe. no oh no. okay <laughs> but no it's it yeah and actually and that and the news the other day, people are already creating fake negative test results because that's quite a big thing now. Doing test events for music and stuff, you have to have a negative result, and people are now selling negative results at the black market. So that is something to think about. We'll just move on. Should we get to a point where we're getting a COVID vaccine each year, like we do with the flu? No, I think we should have it as a baby. Oh, 
if that's because it will save possible. it will save time for yeah. paramedics and it will um and it will save money paramedics, yeah. certainly in the long term if that was possible um yes because we're having these all these variants and also because just, just to confirm we should get a vaccine every year but we shouldn't fund vaccine research <laughs> Is that what, that's, that's what you said no. you said that just to just to be argumentative didn't you jeremiah yeah. go yes yes because covid can no, never go away it will just be a regular thing like the flu in a hundred years in 50 years in yeah, 20 years don't necessarily disagree i think we're going to have to um live a bit just one word answer should children be given the vaccine jeremiah yes should i yes Maisie. yes no, there's a shock next time should we send them to other countries poorer countries maybe countries without as good a healthcare system as us before hours one word yes no. No. Um, and should we? Should we give them to frontline staff, like teachers or police? Yes. No. No. I'm gonna leave out teachers. I was shocked the police didn't get it. I think police often are dealing with people who don't give them much of a choice. To arrest them. I think there's different teachers. I think maybe lower down the year groups it's different, but certainly year six upwards, it's more of my choice about how I interact with you. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's both arguments for teachers, but police, I was quite surprised. Yeah, because they are arresting people. Exactly, and yeah. If people are like. Um... Especially at the moment when they might be arresting people due to breaches of COVID protocol or those breaking lockdown mm. are surely more likely to not to have the vaccine. Uh, I'm more likely to have COVID as well. I'm sure the numbers are greater. So that one did interest me. I know um, healthcare staff certainly gets it, yes. But I understand with the teachers, healthcare and police, but what about those people that aren't frontline? Are we not going to give it to them? Are we going no, to no, I think them? it was order, as in first. I think for me, I, certainly people I think that should have definitely got it with supermarket workers. Mm. I think they've really been sometimes forgotten in all of this. Yeah. Because they were, they've never shut, have they? That was the one, that was the highlight of the week during the first lockdown was going to the supermarket. Right. And they've had to go through all of this. Um, so, yeah, I certainly think they should have been considered. Teachers is an interesting one. I know it's quite an emotive subject amongst teachers. Some are quite passionate they should have had and some aren't. And we'll leave that for another time. But certainly police and supermarket workers, I just think, should have had it quite earlier on. Yes? I was going to say, um, I think supermarket workers should be... Um, be uh, more privileged. That should be praised. Yeah, it? praised. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we could talk about this for hours. There's certainly a lot going on. It's very relevant to today, but we do have to to wrap up as we did. And I think can we conclude that we should share our vaccines? Maybe it's a mixed response in the room, but certainly we're seeing these vaccines as a a positive step, and we're fortunate. We're recognising that in this country we're fortunate to be coming out of lockdown and that the vaccines are a big part of that. And it's certainly an achievement we should, be, we should be proud of, but by no means it is perfect. And as you discussed, there are some risks and it's about weighing up those risks. So that was a very interesting discussion we had about vaccines and I certainly learned a lot and it's always interesting to get another perspective a different age group but as always we want to finish on something a bit more light-hearted so 
last time out, we had the heated discussion on Jaffa Cake, whether it's cake or a biscuit. Today, I want to know what makes a better pet, a cat or a dog? This is an age-old... Oh, this is... This could get pretty heated. It depends on what person you are. If you're a lazy person, then a cat. But if you're, like, walks, then a dog. So what you're saying is anyone who has a cat is lazy? Uh, no. <laughs> no, but certainly, yeah, cats don't need all the walking, do they? No. But well, I have seen some people walking their cats. Walking their cats? Yeah. On leads? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think dogs... Uh, um, dogs are okay, cats are okay. Cats, as you said, cats take care of themselves, so I would have a cat because then it's less hassle. And I think most adults will, I think that would be good for them because, or parents, because they don't have to do much about with the cat. Dogs? If it, yeah, with no. the dog. No. Dogs are, dogs are more, more of a hassle. You're offending me. You're offending me. <laughs> They're more of a hassle. You have to work very hard with a dog. But if, like Maisie said, if but you're you ready, get more love, you put more work into They're a dog. They're also smarter more than cats. Cats Whoa. are smart. They they cats. Cats are smart. That's yeah. why I don't like cats. Cats can go out of the house and come back to the house. So can dogs. One time, my dog escaped and then he came back. Because I know my parents um, have a cockapoo, which is a mix between a cocker spaniel and a poodle. And the reason they start doing these breeds is because poodles are incredibly intelligent dogs. Mm. And I sometimes think, do we want intelligent dogs? No, I don't want might. a dog that can run rings around me and is taking the mic. That's what I feel like with cats. I feel cats are evil and they're teasing me. And I think they're cleverer I than I am. So are they planning to take over the world? I think so. Well, there is this stereotype about black cats. Black cats... Uh, are, are witches luck, are for witches and they symbolise death but if there was a black dog people would be like okay that's a normal thing but why is it the same with cats I don't know I can't answer that but I do think I just I like I, I just prefer dogs I think the more love you give them the more love you give back the more love you get give to a cat the more love you get from the cat. I feel like no the cat just walks up and knocks your glass off the table and runs off yeah no yeah. You can't have a cat that loves you. Is it? Oh, so it's me. I'm doing it wrong, am I? Yeah. I'm not showing enough love to my cats. Yes. I think dogs are better because dogs, you take care of them, and they stay and they stay with you all throughout your relationship with the dog. While cats, they go out, they do something, they do whatever they want, and then they come back in. That's it. I feel like cats are more like teenagers, aren't they? They always what? wanted to get out of the house and be away from their okay. parents. Whereas dogs are younger. Always wanted to show you love and be there with you. What what do we what are dogs known as on that point? What do we call dogs? They are Man's best friend. Exactly. But yeah. why can't cats be man's best friend? What is the problem? We found dogs before cats. But still, cats can be man's best friend. They can stay for you forever. It just depends how you treat them. And they might want to be free sometimes they want to go outside, but it's not their fault. They just want to maybe go outside. That's just that's just cats. That's just how they are. Exactly. Can't stop it. And also, cats can jump high. So they can jump over fences. They could jump over many things. They can cause destruction. Have you heard of safety cats? What, what safety cats? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are safety cats? Safety, safety cats. cats. 
safe. Like, you know those dogs that protect you? Oh, yeah. Cats that protect you. You mean like assistant dogs? Yeah. You can get assistant cats? Yeah. I don't believe... I I don't believe that. Wow. Why? Do you think that dogs are the best? Do you think dogs are the best? Yeah, I definitely think dogs are the best. All right, take this. Who do you want... You've got a four-year-old. Who do you want to babysit your four-year-old? A cat or a dog? A cat. A dog. dog. Definitely a dog. 100%. It would the look cat would just it scratch it. And run off. I feel <laughs> like a cat would sit down and start teaching it some... There was this story that... Uh, there was an intruder that was coming inside the house and then the dog protected the, the little boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the baby. A cat could do the same thing. The cat could protect the little boy. And like Jeremiah said, it could jump over fences. So it, maybe if you're in pain or something, the cat can jump over the fence could help you yeah but the cat if the cat's away then it can't do it so then you just gotta have to be a protected same thing with dogs if the dog's not there you're protected yeah but the dog's always in the house unless it's on a wall so but (laughs) the dog can't be free the dog can go through a dog flap if it's like that yeah but dogs dogs don't Don't go outside but it's not worth it. cats do go outside and just because they go outside doesn't mean that you can downgrade them Cats deserve love. Dogs deserve love. And in my opinion, cats deserve more love because they don't get treated right. And dogs, and dogs are going to be barking to other dogs. Cats dogs don't... do bark. That I will I will give you that one. Cats that don't... Can be an don't cats... Yeah, but cats hiss. And they like... meow when you're not getting up in the morning. Yeah. Well, that's actually good. You have the alarm. That's free. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we will stop there. I love that... Um, I feel like these are going to become the more heated debates than our than our serious <laughs> topic. Absolutely, but that's all good. So yeah, I think we'll we'll finish up with there and with a great discussion today, looking at current events. Should we share our vaccines, and whether the better pet is a cat or a dog? And next time, join us, and we'll be with our different group, Team B. Maybe not. Won't be with the Titans of Chat. It'll be with whatever name they come up with next. No, sir, so it's the trio of trio. It's not the trio of trio. Of talk. We're going with the titans of talk, sorry. The titans of talk. <laughs> you three are the titans of talk. So next time we'll be looking at with Team B, whatever name they come up with, is social media too addictive? So join us then for another episode. And it's a goodbye from Jeremiah, Shania and Maisie. Bye. 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 And join us again for more. Our, Our voice. voice.